Welcome to And for Off the Block, your weekly podcast for college men's volleyball. And now here's your host, Off the Block editor, Vinny Lips. Hey everyone, so glad that you're checking out the End for Off the Block podcast. Today we're going to be joined by Damon Men's Volleyball Head Coach Don Gleason. For those of you who keep up with college men's volleyball, you may have heard about Damon in passing. They're a relatively new program in upstate New York, but Folks, they are doing some really cool stuff there. They are growing this program from the ground up, and they are really working on becoming a force to be reckoned with in the upcoming year. So this is a program that you are going to want to keep your eyes on, and one of the reasons why we had an opportunity to sit down and talk to their head volleyball coach really about where the program is right now and where it could be in the future. So Hey, we hope that you enjoy this podcast. Once again, we want to encourage everyone to rate, review, and subscribe. And then also, be sure to go to our website, offtheblogblog.com, where you'll be able to get the latest college men's volleyball news. All right, with that being said, let's now go to our interview. And we're now joined by Damon Men's Volleyball Head Coach Don Gleason as his team wrapped up an inter-squad scrimmage tonight and coach. Have to imagine after the long layoff here and everything that your team's gone through in the rest of the country this off season with the COVID pandemic, it must just be nice to be back on the court and seeing your guys compete even if it's against each other. Yes, indeed. And usually at this point, um, you know, maybe we've been we just competed against a different team, and you know, as a coach, you're saying we were just ready to see a different team across the net, but we were ready to just see our own team with all the restrictions we've had in place, like um, starting out with just individual work and just pairs. Now getting to, to phase into going full six on six was awesome for the guys. Well, Coach, I want to talk to you about that because, you know, obviously this was an off season that was difficult. I'm assuming the, all your players don't have personal volleyball courts in their um, home. So how were they, how do you feel your players were able to do this off season, just trying to stay in shape when they weren't able to do their typical routines because of shutdowns? Yeah, I think that's, um, that's even something that's important without COVID going on, right? Like men's volleyball isn't like a power five football program where you're on campus all year and, and constantly having access to your campus. So um, when when guys go home from May to September, the the expectation is they're finding volleyball on their own and they're finding ways to improve their game. And, um, you know, with COVID, that threw a whole wrench into it. And some guys were in some fortunate spots where they could find, you know, some outdoor uh, doubles, whether it was grass or in the sand. And um, then some guys, it was a little trickier to find depending on where they, they lived over the summer. But um, all things – uh, considered the guys came back ready to go this September, so it was really cool to see. Yeah. And, Coach, has there been any player in particular you, who you felt has really stood out the first couple weeks and months of you guys getting back on campus? Um, yeah, so we've had a few returners who, um, you know, even with all the the troubles that we're talking about throughout the summer – uh, went out and found ball. They were playing a ton, and it really showed in their game. Our setter, Michael Kruger, um, he's a junior right now for us. Um, he came back touching a few inches higher, uh, just kind of getting at, after it more on defense, and uh, just really been impressed with the way he's running the court. And then 
uh, our sophomore outside attacker, Zach Schneider, uh, same thing, just kind of came back to campus with a different um, body composition, and you can tell he was getting touches. He, he knows how to manipulate the ball on his swing a little bit better now. And um, then uh, our, our lone freshman, uh, Cam Milligan, came in and is kind of blowing expectations out of the water uh, in terms of like, – He's not doing the timid freshman thing where he's kind of trying to find his place. Like, he is loud, he is rowdy, and he's bringing a ton of good energy to the court for us. Yeah. And, Coach, I want to ask you about Zach. Because last season, you know, a little, a little bit crazy in the sense that he started off at Long Beach, then transferred back um, to you guys, which is closer home. Do you How do you feel that he's kind of take or do you feel that he's really, you know, embraced the program? And do you feel that he feels comfortable kind of being back kind of in his home area? Yeah, um, you know, I, I don't think it's too unique where some players kind of take a little bit more of a winding path before they find the program that's right for them and where they can settle in. And, um, you know, for for us, knowing that he was kind of looking for a new home, we knew – I've known him for a while because I'm from the Buffalo area and he's just a really good kid and I knew he would fit into our culture. And not only is he doing really good stuff for us on the court, um, but he's he's really growing into a leader for our group and showing like what it takes to play at a really high level. Well, with that being said, you know this is you guys are entering your third year. How important is it for you guys to have a player like that who's not only one of your better players on the court, but as you said, is really becoming a, a leader off the court as well? Yeah, um, I think for us. From day one, with the first year of the program, it was all about kind of laying out the culture of what we were going to have in our gym and how hard we were going to work. Um, and now getting into year three, uh, each recruiting class, we've been able to bring in some solid talent. And, um, but we've made sure we, we didn't sacrifice the the culture and the atmosphere we were trying to build just to have talented players. And he's kind of like, a perfect embodiment of what we are looking for in terms of a high-level player who is just a, a rock-solid human being. Yeah. And you mentioned your setter a little bit earlier, Michael. I want to ask you about about him. You know, you talked about his ability to to he increase his vertical a little bit, t- touch a little higher. But uh, what is it about him on the court, and presence-wise, that, that really stands out to you in terms of his ability to set? Yeah. Um, well, he is – the consummate volleyball nerd, uh, just like me. So we, uh, we, this, this fall, we've really been focused on seeing the game at a higher level and like making better choices on the court. We, we've kind of equated it to either playing chess or checkers. Right. And, um, we'll even watch video of other high level teams and, and see what kind of sets them apart. And, so we'll have a video session like that, and then all of a sudden the next day, Mike will send me a, a YouTube video of, you know, like the Iranian national team setter doing exactly what we were talking about in the video session, and he's just like so eager to absorb the game and just immerse himself in it, and it's it's paying off, you know, dividends for him on the court. And Coach, I want to ask you a couple broader questions here. I hope you don't mind. But, you know, looking at your roster, obviously you guys are located, you know, in the Buffalo area. Your roster is very heavy focused on, you know, New York players, Pittsburgh players. I want to ask you from from a coaching standpoint, recruiting, 
you know, is that kind of, is that your mentality going out there of you guys wanting to really own New York and, you know, make sure that those best New York players aren't leaving and they're staying in the state and coming to you guys? Um, yeah, so it's kind of two ideas with that question that come to mind. So, um, one, of, of course, we want to protect and keep the talent in our backyard, right? And not to say that every solid player has to come here, but we want them to take a genuine look, right, and see if it is a good fit for them. As we're kind of building this program, getting stronger, um, and now we're starting to get stronger players to take that genuine look, right? Like maybe two years ago they weren't willing to. Um, now they are. So um, we are getting a lot of interest from that local base and on the flip side of that, as we get stronger as a program, um, which is why it was so important for us to be able to kind of highlight and showcase what we're doing in our gym right now with this scrimmage, um, like we, we can get a broader recruiting range now where some guys who maybe a few years ago wouldn't entertain the idea of considering moving to Buffalo, New York, because um, all they're going to think about is how cold it is. Uh, now they're going to see what we're building in our gym. They're going to see the talent level, and they're going to realize that like, you don't need that huge athletic department. You don't need that big-time logo on your jersey to be a part of something strong, um, you know, and it kind of encompassed by a program like Lewis, right? And that's kind of what we're trying to model our growth after. Well, looking at the 2021 season, you talk about highlight opportunities to highlight your program. You had those in 2020 with some huge non-conference matches against UCLA and Pepperdine. I want to ask you for 2021, obviously, I know you want to schedule the biggest and best teams you can, but how difficult has it been for you to put together a 2021 schedule with just teams not knowing potentially travel restrictions? Yeah, that's that's kind of the million-dollar question right now, right? Especially as this semester's wrapping up, uh, we're kind of getting to that point where it's it's time to figure out exactly what it's going to look like. But, um, you know, between restrictions from our school, our conference, the NCAA, and our state, and then trying to mesh that with all the restrictions happening with other schools, um, it's still – uh, kind of up in the air exactly what the schedule is going to look like. Um, I think we're going to learn a lot over the next few weeks as basketball starts up, especially at, um, you know, some of the smaller D1s and D2 schools uh, that don't quite have the the resources of, like, the, the Power Fives that are competing in some sports right now. Um, so we're, we're kind of sitting back and crossing our fingers that basketball um, is able to compete without too many hitches, and uh, that would be a good sign for our season. And two final questions here, Coach, before we let you go. Earlier this week it was announced that um, Zach Arrington is going to forgo that extra year they had to move on into coaching in Ohio, one of the top club programs. I'm, I'm sure from, from a coaching standpoint you're excited for him, but probably bummed that you're not going to see him on, on the court with you guys this year. Yeah, um, so, man, it, it was probably our third practice back this Ball, um, where he tore his labrum in his left shoulder and the recovery um, after seeing, you know, the the surgeon, it was going to be about a six to nine month recovery. And, you know, that kind of took playing this spring off the table for him, um, which was really unfortunate because he had impacted the program so much for us the season before. And, uh, you know, he, he had decided he wanted to come back and have that same experience with the guys and then he kind of got robbed of it 
And um, then a few weeks later, he was offered this opportunity to coach um, full time. And that was the original discussion we had when he came to Damon was, uh, of course, he would help our program, but we had to make sure we were helping him get on the path he wanted as well. So uh, he picked a major um, that, that he was able to kind of mold around growing as a coach. And we sat down plenty of times in my office and we went over how to um, do travel, how to do scouting, how to order apparel, like all the kind of back of house non-sexy things when it comes to coaching that he needed to learn if he was going to get ready for a coaching position um, at any rank. And, and so the fact that he was offered a coaching position uh, so soon was awesome. And, and of course, we told him he had to pounce on it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and Coach, final question, we'll, we'll end on this. You look at the 2021 season, whatever form it may be, what would you consider a success for the Damon program when it's all said and done in 2021? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one, right? Like, uh, of course, we would love to get as, as close to a, what a regular season would be as possible, um, but that's certainly out of our hands. So we're we're just going to use this year as as that development year. And like I said, what we've been doing in our gym right now has been pretty unique with all the downtime we've had. I've kind of done a deep dive into how I want to help the guys see the game and grow faster on the court rather than just being jump high, swing hard guys. I think there's plenty of volleyball players out there like that. And we're trying to figure out how we take our team to that next level. Um, And so that's what, the spring is going to be as an extension of this fall. And the guys have really embraced that idea. Uh, so it's been really fun to watch the growth um, in just a short amount of time that we've had in the gym so far. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed and for off the block, please be sure to rate review and subscribe to this podcast. For more volleyball coverage throughout the week, visit the Off the Block website at offtheblockblog.com. You can also find us on all the major social media platforms at Off the Block 11.